Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. We have Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Lou, speaking to you after the Raptors crushed the Cavaliers by a score of 135 to 115. Um, wow, I mean, first off, I don't know if people saw this one coming, and I'm not saying the Cavs are, like, some sort of world beaters or not, they're the Cavs, but, like, um, like, yeah, damn, this was, this was unexpected, so coming into this game, you know, Kyle was upgraded to questionable, but then he was listed as out for this game, then Pascal was announced that he was gonna rest, this being a stretch of four games and five nights, so... It was looking like, okay, how are the Raptors going to get through this game? Are they tanking again? I mean, are they you know, trying to figure it out? I mean, it makes sense. The Cavs are in, in tanking competition and things like that. Uh, I don't think anybody could have predicted what the Raptors came out and did tonight. Um, you know, again, it's not like the Cavs are that great, but we've seen the Cavs beat the Raptors. We saw, I mean, I didn't even want to revisit it, but Colin Sexton going at Norm, going at Fred, and the Raptors losing that game. Um... But tonight, I mean, the Raptors jumped all over that team. Like, it was like the entire Raptors team was Colin Sexton. It was like, the Raptors had 87 points in the first half, which is a franchise record. Uh, they were up 33, 34 points. And, um, yeah, uh, that first half was was incredible to watch. It was like a fever dream, almost. Um, you know, the Raptors had 47 points in the first quarter alone. Uh, which is ridiculous. I've seen some games with Raptors this season haven't had 47 at halftime. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I mean, they started the game shooting 11 of 11 from the field. It was it was so much fun to watch. It was, uh, and, and it was unexpected in a way, just because, you know, again, no, you know, your top three guys, you know, Kyle, Fred, and Pascal, as Nick described, that's 60 points off the table. Um, how are you going to make it up? I mean, apparently those guys are holding the Raptors back, man. Apparently, you know, <laughs> got to redistribute those shots to uh, Gary Trent Jr. and Malachi Flynn, who are both outstanding today in their own way. And I'll definitely talk about them for sure, because Gary had a career-high 44 points. Malachi had his first 20-11 game, his first double-double as a uh, as a pro. But first, I really want to start at the beginning of the game, because I thought DeAndre Bembry did such a great job of getting the Raptors into the game early on. Um, we've seen the Raptors start games poorly before. Um, I think the last time they played the Cavs, they, they kind of started the game poorly because they got off to a, a decent start, but then they got crushed by the end of the first quarter and they had to come back, you know, and sort of get into that early hole. And especially with that new starting lineup every single game with guys being in and out, like that first punch, who throws that first punch is going to be very important. And, I mean, Bembry helped the Raptors throw like a Mike Tyson joint on the Cavaliers with 47 points. And Bembry was really the main guy at the start of that. I mean, he was so good at finding these little gaps and cutting to the rim or slashing to the basket and these little Euro step finishes, you know, sneaking behind the defense for a dunk, breaking out in transition. He was making so many great plays for this team. 
And again, he got the Raptors off to a great start. And I don't think I don't even remember a single memory play from the next three quarters onward. But he got him to a really good start. He set the tone for the team. He had two uh, blocks at the basket. I think one on Colin Sexton, another one where the, the Cavs were moving the ball beautifully. They got it to their guy in the dunker spot. I think Dean Wade or whatever his name is. And um, yeah, Bembry came over, rotated, and blocked him out of bounds. Then Bembry wrestled the ball away from one of the Cavs' guards and started the fast break. The Raptors scored. Like it was great to see Bembry in that role in that mold. Obviously, last game he was uh, suspended as part of that OG WrestleMania event. And um, you know, I mean, <laughs> if you look at the tape, Flynn literally just walked to the stanchion. Not even on the court, not even anywhere near the fight, just to get probably a better look at the fight. I mean, let's be real. If you see a fight going on, are you really just instinctually not going to try to go get a better look? Um, you know, in any case. Yeah, so he was suspended along with Fred. And Fred hasn't served a suspension yet because he's still been hurt. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Bembry came back and showed kind of what he's been showing the last few games of, you know, you know, I thought Bembry was this good against the uh, the Warriors or against the, the the Wizards. I thought he was really good. Um, and, yeah, they kind of need a guy to do what he does. And he gave him a really good start. But then, I mean, I thought Malachi Flynn also got off to a good start. I thought Gary Trent Jr. got off to a good start. The whole team was rolling to start, man. Um, you know, I thought, first off, Gary Trent Jr., what a ridiculous game by him. He had 44 points on 17 of 19 shooting he missed two threes, one from each wing, but otherwise, every shot he threw up went in. And it was like, you know, some of it was easy shots in terms of like, you know, catch and shoot or in transition or coming off screens or whatever. But like his first shot of the game, and like he got a mismatch uh, on, or he got a step on his guy and he drove inside and got fouled at the rim. Could have been an and one, to be honest. And then he hit a step back three when the defense dropped under for some reason. Uh, and I was like, okay, he's off to a good start. But then he just started making everything. Like, absolutely everything. Like, it was like he got into his mid-range game. Like, guys were all over him. He was, like, falling over, getting fouled. He's still making the mid-range jumpers. This guy had, like, a running, f- floating push shot from, like, 15 feet at least that bounced in. This guy was getting to the rim and finishing. Guys making cuts, moving off ball. I mean, great, great performance of Gary Trent, who didn't even really have to force that much of it. A lot of it was, you know, obviously as a shooting guard, moving off ball, getting open, kind of other teammates sort of setting him up. But it was also a case where the guy couldn't miss. Like, he literally, he could not miss. If you look at his shot chart, it's, it's you know, it, it's pure green. It, it's, it's unbelievable. Whereas Malachi Flynn also got the team off to a really good start. So, that, I mean, you know, Flynn was... Uh, early on in the game, he was really attacking mismatches. Um, so the Cavs, either through transition defense or sort of just poor half-court defense, were switching. They got, you know, Kevin Love on Flynn on one possession, and Flynn used a, a, a sort of sleight-of-hand move where he looked like he was going to pick up the ball and shoot, and Love bit on the fake, and Flynn instead, uh, you know, burst past Love and got one, two steps to the rim for an open layup. That was a really nice move to see. Then Flynn got... Wade on a mismatch, and that's a 6'9 guy guarding Malachi, and, and Malachi was able to put him on skates, get to the basket, uh, and then, but, I, you know, I mean, Malachi was also doing a really good job of just setting other guys up, like, you know, a first off <laughs> passing the Trent was a good, at this, a good idea in this game, Trent had, you know, uh, or Flynn had five assists to his backcourt uh, partner there in Trent, 
but, you know, Flynn also did a really good job of breaking down the defense, getting into the heart of the paint, and then kicking it out for three, which is primarily what the Raptors kind of, if you look at the spectrum of their assists, so many of their assists, especially the three-point shooters, come from guys getting into the paint and then kicking it out. Nick Nurse talks about it all the time, getting that paint touch. Right. And, you know, whether it's Pascal, whether it's Fred, whether it's Kyle, those guys have generated a lot of good shots for everyone else. And today we saw that from Malachi today where he was able to, you know, get into the paint and set up OJ Anobi for back to back corner threes. Flynn is playing great. And listen, when you have three of your backcourt guys playing great, you know, it, that's that's amazing. That's amazing. You know, honestly, it's amazing depth if you, if you really think about it, because, again, you know, no Kyle, no Fred in this game. Uh, they needed their guards to come and deliver, and those guys were, like, all-star level, which is kind of nuts to think about, right? Like, the Raptors, um, you know, are, are missing two really, really important players, but, you know, you wouldn't have known it today. I don't think Kyle and Fred would have given you 44 or 20 and 11, and, um, yeah, they were great, but, you know, it was just a really sharp team effort by the, by the whole club. I thought, you know, the Raptors played with great intensity. They were pretty good defensively as well, and the Cavs just didn't look that strong. I mean, you know, their guards can score a little bit. Kevin Love can shoot a little bit. This guy Dean Wade was making jumpers, uh, but, like, yeah, the Raptors were just kind of, I don't know, they just executed so well. Anytime there was a stop, the Raptors getting on transition and scoring, Um you know, even the second unit came in and was giving them great minutes, which is unexpected. I mean, the second unit right now is really the third unit, considering how many people are out. We might as well be playing G-Unit off the bench at this point. Uh, you know, calling up Lloyd Banks at this point. But no, no, no but seriously, though, like, the, the second unit was very productive, especially in their first and second stint. I thought they were a lot more shakier. That third quarter was the one quarter where the Raptors, you know, didn't score at least 35 points. <laughs> they scored 13, <laughs> which happens. You know, the Raptors have miserable third quarters. Um, although this time they were up 30-plus at half. So, you know, a bad third quarter is not going to kill you. But the bench came in, especially in that first half, and they really played well. I thought Stanley got really into the ball and was like a badass defensively. Three steals, two blocks, including one chase down on Colin Sexton after he turned the ball over. Uh, a great chase down and erased his own mistake. And then I think on the same play, the loose ball came around to Sexton again in the corner, and Stanley just wrestled that ball away from him. I thought Stanley gave them really good minutes. He drove to the basket a few times for his points. I thought Baines came in, uh, did some, you know, had some good screens. You know, they got the new guy in, Freddie Gillespie, who I would say set even better screens. Uh, he was pretty productive as well. You know, he was getting on the glass. He was changing a couple of shots uh, and, and sort of just being involved that way. And then, you know, Rodney Hood came in solid, getting some corner threes. I think he banked in a three late in that uh, second quarter as well as part of that ridiculous quarter. Uh, you know, Rodney, I didn't think it was nearly as good in the third quarter. He was committing some untimely plays like, you know, fouling Kevin Love on a three or turning the ball over and, and letting the, the, the Cavs get out in the fast break. Um, but I thought, you know, Utah was a really nice presence for that second unit as well. He had a career-high 14 points, five rebounds, playing super hard, getting out in transition. He made a buzzer-beating three. You know, the Raptors had like two, one or two seconds. Utah just had to pull up going left to his left hand. And he bang, he he, uh, he switched the, the three. The whole bench was going nuts. The Cavs had to call timeout. OG was coming out and, and giving Utah the, you know, the um, the shoulder bump. Like, it was, I mean, it was one of those games where, like, literally everything was going well, you know. Like, I think everybody who played gave a great contribution. I thought Chris Boucher came in and, and did well. I mean, the first play of the game, I was worried because he fouled Kev Love immediately on a three. And I was like, yo, come on, man. What are we doing? Like, we can't have a 38 point 19 rebound performance 
and then followed up with immediately with more um, classic mistakes. But no, it was a lot better from Chris from that point onward. He kind of took it to love as well with his rolls to the basket, pairing well with Malachi on that front. And he had four blocks tonight, including some very spectacular ones at the basket with the steals, some assists as well. The whole team played great. And again, it was just it was just one of those nights where, you know, you might say, well, listen, the Raptors needed to tank that game. The Cavs are right behind the Raptors in terms of their, or I guess right ahead of their, the Raptors in terms of the, the tank standings. But, you know, I mean, listen, it's, it's, it's the thing. It's, it's not the, like the players' role to tank. Like the players are never going to do that. Like these guys are literally playing for money at this point, playing for opportunities, playing for careers, playing for legacies, whatever. Like, or just playing because they love playing. Like, these guys are never going to come out and try to lose a game. Like, they're going to give it their all. And tonight, their all was a lot. They, they had a lot in the tank today. Um, and, you know, it's really the front office. And listen, the front office held out all the guys that you would think would be pivotal to winning, right? They, they took, you know, uh, Pascal out of the equation after Pascal had a really nice game against the, the, uh, the you know, the Bulls. You know, Kyle continues to rest. You know, we haven't basically even seen Kyle Lowry since... Uh, the trade deadline happened. Um, you know, we haven't... Uh, I mean, Fred has been out multiple, multiple games. Guys are getting cut. People, New people are getting brought in, but they're not here yet. I mean, they played games with eight guys. Today they played, you know, with ten guys, which feels like uh, a lot, but also at the same time, like, you know, Freddie Gillespie literally just got here, uh, and he's, he's in the rotation playing 18 minutes off the bench. You know, Rodney Hood has played like three, four games as a Raptor. He finally came back from injury today. And, you know, he I don't think he's really up to speed. Gary Trent is obviously, like, you know, joined, you know, Hood in that trade. He's gotten here, and he, he's definitely up to speed, whatever that means, uh, especially with his production. But, you know, the, this is this is what happens. This is why you play the game. Like, you can't really just, like, go ahead and just, you know, look at the situation and, and play it, you know, and try to predict it that way. Like, that's, that's part of why we play sports, or that's why people... People watch because you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know the Raptors are going to come out without their three best offensive players and shoot 62% from the field. <laughs> Man, the Raptors shot 60... Yeah, they shot 53 of 86 from the field, 17 of 32 from three, which is 53%. And they didn't even get to the free throw line that much, but only 14 attempts, but they made 86% of those as well. Uh, it was just an absurd night. I mean, again, the guys were making shots. And again, I, I think really Gary is the guy that you're... is. I think Gary and Malachi were the two most impressive guys. And, you know, you can sort of debate who was better in this game. You know, I think obviously with the scoring, especially at how efficient it was, I think obviously Gary was, you know, one guy that really stands out. But I think, honestly, Flynn was just as good in terms of his two-way production. Like, I mean, I think Flynn's defense was good in this game. Um, You know, I think the Cavs have some really tough guards, and that was a tough assignment for Flynn to sort of play. Because I think the one advantage Flynn has over a lot of guards defensively uh, or what's working in Flynn's favor is that he's really quick and he can cut guys off. But, like, Sexton is a guy who's, like, really quick but also really strong. And he can sort of play through contact a little bit and, and sort of still get a shot up. Uh, and I think he was a little bit stronger than him. I think, you know, um, Garland is a guy who's really tricky. Like, he'll, he sort of plays on off beats. Like, you'll, um, you know, he won't take the shot when the shot is open. But he'll sort of jab step, get the defender sort of a little confused, get him a little off balance, and then make a play. And I like players who do that. Uh, and, he, and Garland did a really good job with his timing there too. But I thought Flynn was good on both ends. You know, um, you know, he, I think he he held his own. It wasn't it wasn't a bad defensive performance by any means. I don't really think Flynn has that many bad defensive games. And then offensively, I really like the the progress and the growth we've seen over the last few games. Like, I mean, he's had to play thirty plus minutes like five straight games now, and he's had 
at least three good games out of those five, which, listen, as you're, if you're a rookie, you, you know, when you're assessing a rookie, you would definitely take three out of five games that are good. And you know, I thought Flynn was really good today. Like, um, obviously, this is like his best game in terms of his scoring and 20 and also in his assist with 11. But I think we're just, you're seeing actual growth in terms of just like the things Nick and the coaching staff wants to see out of Malachi. They're starting to actually get it out of him now. Um, you're seeing Malachi get downhill and attack and, and put pressure on the basket. You know, earlier in the season, when you come in for those three, four minute stints, it was like, all right, what's Malachi going to do? A lot of nothing, swing the ball and uh, take a pull up jumper. And it was like, a lot of that wasn't really going to look good. Like his shooting percentage was like in the 20s for, for a while. But now we're seeing some more efficient games. Like today, Flynn was, what, 8 of 14 from the field, 2 of 3 from 3, got to the free throw line three times, had 11 assists, only three turnovers. You know, like, it, it it was a lot more efficient of a night, and I think we're seeing him getting into mismatches where, you know, he can get the big man onto him, and he can use his quickness. I don't think it makes a lot of sense for him to use his quickness against some of the Cavs guards' quickness, because, like, those guys are also very, very quick. Uh, but, you know, against the big, he can sort of put them on skates. I think he used a screen really well today, and Flynn has been a guy who's just, you know, operated really well off these screens. And, you know what, honestly, I thought the last three assists of his number 9, 10, and 11, were all really, really nice plays. Um, you know, I think number, yeah, number 9 was, so he was coming off a pick and roll, maybe a double pick and roll, uh, where uh, Utah was the guy cutting to the basket, but it didn't even seem like Utah was open, and the Cavs did have a health defender at the rim waiting for Utah, but there was a small gap between when Utah was coming from the three-point line and headed towards the rim, where there's a defender waiting for him. There's a small gap where Malachi just threw a little curved pass, sort of over top the first line of defense, but, you know, right in Utah's hands to catch it before the defense at the rim was able to meet Utah, and Utah was able to get a dunk out of that play. That was a really, really nice pass. Good vision there. It's not easy to throw that one. Uh, and then I thought, you know, he had, uh, so that was number nine. Number 10 was pick and roll with the new guy, Freddie Gillespie, uh, you know, coming off the high pick and roll, you know, dropped the, the, the dump off pass to Freddie and Freddie was able to finish. And then pass number 11, I think was to Gary Trent Jr. Who was like making a cut through the lane off the ball. I think he was supposed to come up around the screens to get the ball. And I think the defense was sort of playing him, obviously, to, you know, come around the top and sort of get an open jumper. But Gary smartly denied that screen, rejected it, and made a cutback door. And that's where Flynn f- threw a pass. But it was like three defenders in between the guys. And Flynn had to, f- you know, f- fire the pass through that little window. That was really nice to see. And I think, you know, we're seeing some of the playmaking chops. We're seeing him run a good game in terms of just like, you know, there's a lot of potential assists in a game like this where he's working the pick and roll with Chris Boucher and and being patient and knowing that Boucher is going to pop in a certain situation, getting Boucher the pop jumper and whether it falls or not, that's that's, that's outside of the hands of the the point guard. I mean, Flynn can't shoot it for him and things like that. Um, You know, he's getting guys going to the basket. He found OG a few times as well. Uh, and I, you know, I just think Malachi is growing sort of um, at a rate where I think we're kind of expecting it now. He's got his feet under him now. He can play extended minutes. Coach is obviously going to have to play him extended minutes. And he's not even making that many mistakes. I think he's really doing well. And I think, you know, there's more improvement to come. He's not going to give you 20 and 11 every night. But, you know, there's a reason why the Raptors drafted him. And uh, he looks uh, pretty damn good. And then with Gary, like, I, I mean, a couple of things. One. When you have a shooter like this, I love shooters who can just get into a zone where like it's like they're hot and you just keep feeding them. And that's kind of what happened with Gary today, especially in that second quarter where the Raptors scored 40 points as a whole. 
Gary Trent Jr. and OJ Anobi combined for like 27 straight points for their team. And I think OG had two corner threes, both out passes from Flynn in that stretch. But a lot of it was just Gary Trent creating the shot, getting into the shot, and confidently stepping into the shot. I mean, some of these were very contested. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think the Cavs played great defense, but like guys were like in his face and stuff. Like when one, 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 one guy's doing so much of the scoring... Uh, you're gonna at least put some attention towards them, and the Cavs did do that. But Gary was just put a, you know, scoring every single time. The step back three looks like a shot for him. The mid range sort of stop um, on a dime and sort of fade is, is is a shot for him. He seems to be able to get to the basket with an sort of assortment of moves. He sort of avoids contact at the rim, but you know he seems to be able to put it up softly around the basket. He was three or three around the rim today, um, or five or five in the paint overall. And I, I liked one play too. Where during that stretch, where you know, where, where Gary had, um, and Gary and OG were really going. Like Gary had scored like nine straight points on one point, and the Cavs really pressured him. And instead of him taking the heat check shot, he actually threw a little dump off pass to Chris Boucher, who all got inside for a layup. You know, it just shows that like he is still an unselfish player. I think even in that stretch, he kept his head and just kept making the right reads, kept making the right um, plays. And again. Like absurd efficiency. Like this got to be one of the most efficient forty-four point games of all time, man. He only missed two shots in thirty-three minutes. Like that's that's absurd. Um, seven rebounds as well, which led the team. Wow. Okay. And then four assists, which is not bad for considering how much he had the ball. Uh, and only one turnover plus thirty-one for for Gary. Uh, I mean, yo, listen, those, these, Gary and Malachi are the two youngest guys on the team, and so when these guys are developing and these guys are promising, like. You know, that, that's part of why the, the whole, like, tanking thing, like, I just do think that that is a bit narrow-minded in a way. Not saying that the Raptors shouldn't tank or they shouldn't try to get this pick or that the pick doesn't matter, all this stuff, and whatever, the team-building stuff. I don't really, like, that's a conversation that's that's valid and should be had. And honestly, I'm probably in this camp where I'm just like, you know, that's probably the way to go. But there are still things to play for the rest of the season. I mean, maybe not the playoffs, but, like, I want to see these guys develop, especially guys who are going to be on this team moving forward. I mean, Malachi and Gary are two guys that you expect to be on this team. And they're the two youngest players, and they were the two best players of the Raptors tonight in a game where, you know, the Cavs, they have plenty of lottery picks, man. I mean, uh, they just drafted Isaac Okoro, two points today, 26 minutes, defensive specialist getting cooked. Um, You know, Sexton, solid player, but, you know, you know, again, he has not won 20 games yet in his career, which is not totally his fault, but also also not his fault. Uh, Garland, 19 points, you know, like, I mean, you know, you, you could tank for draft picks. You really can. And, and that's, that's fine. But, um, I, I think really what really matters is once you got players on your team, can you make the most out of their talent? And we're starting to see that now with the team. And I, and I really like that. And, and even when you go down the roster to like, I think Benbury has found a really nice role in, in his, uh, in, in his position with the team. I think, uh, and I think he should be back next season. He's he's on. There's like they have to hold like a unguaranteed option for like two million. I mean, that's very good value for what Benbury does. I think they'll keep him. Uh, Utah is on a two way contract. I mean, he's playing really well, and especially if he looks to shoot like he does today, like yeah, you, you should have him because his defense plays. Um, Stanley, we're even seeing improvements from him. You know, they brought in Freddie Gillespie today. The you know the the, the, the rookie, which. First off, uh, apparently Nick Nurse presented him with the game ball, so that's great. He got his first career basket. Uh, six points today. I think all in the fourth quarter. Three steals, a block. You know, he seemed to set really big screens, really wide screens, get activity. 
uh, solid touch around the basket. And, you know, again, this is a guy who just came in and just like, all right, let's just let's, let's run. Right. Like <laughs> this would be no different than when you were just at the park and you're like, yo, we need five. Like, and you do you want to come and do you want to play for us or whatever? And like, you know, it's that same level of experience. But, you know, he played really well. He played really in sync with the guys you know, outside of, like, letting Isaiah Hartlestein blow past for a drive to the rim. Like, I thought Freddie's defense was also really good. Um, he was really solid. Nick Nurse complimented him on his screening and also having good hands, which, if that is the case, that's not surprising to see him play more than Aaron Baines tonight. 18 minutes for Freddie, 12 for, for Baines. Um, you know, I could see sort of, you know, I mean, it depends. Obviously, Freddie's on a 10-day deal, so we'll see how long he's on the team. But if he keeps playing like this, I, I mean, clearly, you know, the Raptors are probably going to want a bigger look at him because he seemed pretty solid tonight. Uh, and so, yeah, it really is about the player development system. And I think, really, the Raptors need to sort of use the rest of the season to see what growth there is on some of the younger guys. Um, because, you know, a draft pick is really nice. Like, it's really, really nice. And especially if you get the right guy, it can be, like, life-changing. But that's one guy. Like, we're talking about a team, and, like, I think there's plenty of value in the rest of the season for some of these guys to to grow. And There's, like, 19 games left. I don't really care about the playoffs because I don't think the Raptors are going to make it very far this season. But what I do care about is how these guys grow. And tonight, uh, Gary and Malachi were great. So, speaking of Gary and Malachi, the first two stars, obviously. Um, I'm going to give Gary the first star. Out of respect, really. 44 points, 7 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, 17 of 19 from the field, 7 of 9 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line in 33 minutes. Absurd. A career high. Obviously, he, met, he had the career high earlier this uh, season with, I think, 33 against OKC. That was like two weeks ago. And now he's <laughs> broken it again. Uh, yeah, man. Gary's looking good, man. I mean, again, go look at the highlights from this game. He made some tough jumpers, like tough jumpers. And, uh, you know. It's it's exciting. I don't think the Raptors have had like a guy who just makes tough jumpers since um, Kawhi. And I'm not saying he's Kawhi. I'm not saying that. Like absolutely, I'm just saying it's a very it's a pleasure seeing a guy making a contested jumper. The defense is doing everything they can, and the guy is just making it. It's uh it's one of the beauties of basketball, really. Uh, your second star today goes to Malachi Flynn. Very close to the first star, honestly. Malachi, 20 points, 11 assists, two steals, two rebounds in 39 minutes, eight of 14 shooting, two of three from three, two of two from the two of three from the free throw line. I really like Malachi's ability to sort of get the Raptors a couple of tough baskets when the Cavs are making their comeback. It was Malachi hitting like a tough contested three, coming off the high pick and roll, two seconds left, kind of just like he has to take the shot. Defense was up. I don't even know how he got the shot over the defense, but uh, he made the three there. Had a tough driving two where he, you know, again, got one of the Cavs' big men on a switch and it took him to the basket for a two. Uh, drove into the lane, had two guys sort of converge. and sort of. It seemed like Malachi was stuck in the pick and roll, but Malachi sort of pivoted, realized the defense uh, had sort of taken a bit of a step back. And Flynn was able to get a little floater to, to, to roll in there. Then he made another pull-up three. Then he was dishing it off as well. Malachi did amazing today. And again, I think these are great, great experiences for him. And your third star, you know, I really want to give it to Bembry here. He did have five turnovers, which a lot of those were in the third quarter, which, you know, the Raptors came undone a little bit. I think they didn't start the third quarter nearly as well as they started the first quarter. So, you know, I would really like to give it to Bembry, but I'm going to give it to Utah, man. 14 points, five rebounds, an assist, a steal. He had a, you know, he had a buzzer beating three, which was a great celebration. This guy was doing the airplane up and down the court like, like Joel Embiid, six or seven from the field. Some great dunks, including one after the whistle where he went up, so it was a clear path foul. 
But Yuta was clear on the break, and he finished the break by doing a, a double, like a like a, a reverse dunk. I'm not sure if it was a double pump reverse dunk, two hands, but like that's pretty good. That was like a solid like 45 at the dunk contest that Yuta pulled out, and he pulled out a number of other dunks. Played really well, guarded really well, played with a lot of energy. Looked for his offense. I mean, hey, listen, man, uh, that's that's why he got his minutes cut. It was he wasn't taking the shots that he was supposed to, and today. He took those shots, and uh, again, it's it's not it's a very subtle difference between like being unselfish and also um, hurting the team. But I think his offense was hurting the team, and it, it's not like you need him to take every shot. It's not like you need him to like start isoing and all that other stuff. But I think there are opportunities where like he's driving in, in transition, and there's like you know guys in the corners, but he's also getting covered by Colin Sexton, and he'll drive, jump up into the air, fake with his right, and then finish with his preferred left. Like, um, you know, him hitting the corner threes, him taking the buzzer beating three, him um, just getting on transition and playing with a lot of energy. Like, yeah, that's like, there's all parts of Utah's game that are there. He's athletic, he's lively, he, he guards, he's unselfish, but he also has skill to make a basket. You know, good on Utah, man. I would love to see more of these types of performances. In terms of your Gerald Henderson Award winner, that award has to go to Isaiah Hartlestein. Man, this guy came out with a lot of energy, man. I remember watching this guy in the G League showcase in the 2018 uh, when, when me and Alex were sitting courtside trying to watch uh, the Chinese Chris Steps, or as I called them on Twitter today, the Alibaba Chris Steps. Um, uh, we're, we're trying to watch Joe Chi on the, the Houston um, Vipers, I believe. But uh, or the the real Grand Valley Vipers, which Nick Nurse used to coach. Uh, but yeah, I, Isaiah Hartlestein was a guy who really stood out. I mean, it was like a twin tower situation with Isaiah and Joe Chi. And yeah, it's good to see Isaiah. Like you know, I mean, he obviously got he's been moving around a little bit. He's sort of been one of those like it's kind of like quad A guys to borrow a baseball term. You know, a guy who like kind of is too good for the G League, but also like not necessarily good enough to crack a consistent spot in the the majors. But um, Isaiah was really good today. Played with tons of energy, really aggressive. Twelve points, eight rebounds, six assists, three steals, four blocks in twenty-five minutes. Was very physical. Got to the free throw line. Kind of changed the game for the Cavs. He played a lot of that third quarter for them. I think it was it was a real difference between like Isaiah Hardelstein's like all-out energy and Kevin Love, who honestly like played with the intensity of like a middle school librarian. Like this guy was just this. Guy, I don't know, man. He was just. He scored 18 points, I guess, but like, yeah, I don't know. It was not a not a very enthusiastic 18, but yeah, Isaiah was was playing with great energy, and uh, you know, good for him, man. Uh, he again, that's that's a crazy box score to look at. So uh, that does it for the game. Uh, thanks everyone for listening. The Raptors have another game tomorrow against the Knicks, so I will be there to cover that. That seems to be when Kem Birch is going to be uh, making his uh, official debut with the Raptors. He uh, has cleared. Uh, waivers and has officially signed with the Raptors for the remainder of the season. So we're looking forward to sort of what Kem Birch can contribute. I think obviously the Raptors now suddenly have some options at center. And so uh, very interested to see what Nick does with his rotation and things like that. But um, in the meantime, though, like just I think the bigger picture is sort of like if Pascal comes back and he's, you know, rested, I mean, I assume he's going to play. Kyle seemed like he's on the precipice and Nick said tomorrow is a possibility. So Looking forward to sort of seeing Kyle again. It's been a, at least a month since we've seen this guy. Well, not a month, I guess. How, how What is time during the pandemic? I actually am very confused. <laughs> Definitely hasn't been a month since we've seen Kyle Larry, but it has felt like a month every other day uh, of the pandemic. But in any case, uh, I'll be back tomorrow to cover that game. So thanks, everyone, for listening. As always, subscribe to the uh, Raptors Reaction 
um, newsletter. You'll find a link to it in the podcast description. And also, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Uh, and, yeah, fun win. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.